So you're training hard, you're eating well, but you're still struggling to see progress? Or could it be down to your sleep routine? In this episode, we're gonna find out. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to the Run, Lift, Eat, Evolve podcast. This is season one, episode four. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about sleep and routine. So within training, by far, the most overlooked aspect of training is sleep and recovery. So in last week's episode, I talked about the three pillars of fitness. You've got the training, which I always refer to as the fun bit. You've got the nutrition, which is all about discipline and self-control. And then you've got recovery. There's two kind of areas to recovery. First of all, there's like sleep and like your sleep cycles. And then next is kind of like mobility and uh, looking after the flexibility of your body. But we'll cover that side next week. Today, we're gonna to focus on sleep, your sleep patterns and your sleep routine. So there's a book I read last year called Why We Sleep by Professor Matthew Walker. And that goes in great detail to why we sleep and you can get that on uh, Audible or actually buy the book. But I highly recommend everybody gets that. I'll put a link to that in the bio, but I highly recommend it. It goes into great detail, and I think it's something that everyone should uh, look into, regardless if you're into fitness or not. Controlling your sleep and having a pattern to your sleep will not only just um, help your body recover, but it's good for your health and just longevity of your body. So if you feel you're not making progress, it might be down because of your sleep pattern. And people just, and as an adult, it doesn't matter what you think is right for your body. It doesn't matter um, what you believe is the best of how many hours you need or whatever. There's scientific facts of how much sleep we need. And there is reasons why we need a certain amount of sleep and we need to look after our bodies in a certain way. Just because you believe you don't need that amount of sleep, that doesn't mean that's true. And when you're a bit younger, you can get away with doing all-nighters and then going into work and you can get away with only having three, two or three hours sleep and catching up on the weekend. As you start getting a bit older, you're not gonna get away with that as much. And it's always gonna affect your performance, not just in gym and training, but in life and, and how you um, act, how you work, how you um, perform in work, your brain health, your eye health, everything's gonna be affected by your sleep, okay? So our body is always looking for structure, it's always looking for consistency, and it's important we give it that. So within sleep, you have something called sleep cycles where you're, imagine this is a graph, you're awake, you have a light sleep, then you have deep sleep. So you're, throughout the night, you go into sleep and then you fall into deep sleep, then you come back to sleep, back down to deep sleep, sleep, back down to deep sleep, sleep, back down to deep sleep. When you have alcohol or caffeine, it keeps you at the top where you're awake into sleep and you're just, you're just having this little curve over the light sleep and you never really fall into a deep sleep. And we're meant to go through this deep sleep cycle every 90 minutes. So you go through a chunk of those in a night, five of those big big curves within a night. But um, when you have alcohol or caffeine, you might, what, what that does, that stops you going into that deep sleep. So that's why if you have alcohol and you um, sleep for 10 hours, you can still wake up feeling awful and it's not because of the amount of time you've got in bed, it's because you've not gone into deep sleep, you've not gone into REM sleep. Uh, and I'm not gonna cover all that on this episode in this short time. That's something you should go away and read this book and learn about that. But as a quick overview, your body goes through big 90 minute cycles and if something interrupts those before you go into bed, um, you won't fall into those 90 minute cycles. So that's why I'm, I'm gonna talk about routine and sleep. 
So within these episodes, I always like to refer things back to me and to what I do. So I live on my own, but still in lockdown, and when you live on your own, you can get in really good habits or really bad habits really quickly because you've got nothing to snap you out of them. So at the beginning of lockdown, I just got in this really bad sleeping habit where I was going to bed late. I was going to bed 12, one o'clock every night because there was loads to watch on Netflix. I mean, there's nothing to watch now, but there was loads to watch on Netflix that I've not seen before back in April, May of 2020. So I was just staying up, watching the other episode, next episode, and then kept getting to 12, one o'clock every night. And I got into that bad routine. And then also my sleep just wasn't that great. I wasn't getting eight quality hours of sleep every night. And it goes that, um, back, refer back to the book of why we sleep. You know, as an adult, you need to be getting seven, eight hours every night. You, you, you can go so far on six, but you need to be hitting seven, eight hours of sleep every night. And I look at my sleep and I just wasn't getting quality sleep. Also, I wanted to, I started getting into cycling um, in 2020 and I wanted to focus on cycling. And the only time I had to cycle in the day was actually at 6.30 in the morning. Because then I can go at 6.30 to 8, come back, shower, breakfast, and then be ready to work from 9. So I was like, right, 6.30 every night, at 6.30 every morning I want to go cycling a few, night, a few days a week, four days a week. But I was going to bed at 1am, so you know, I, unless I wanted to commit to having five, six hours sleep max every night, um, that would only end badly anyway for me. You know, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be recovering from my other training, and I'll just be tired all the time. So I needed then to get myself in a routine where I started going to bed earlier. So first of all, I was like, right, let's set my alarm for six o'clock, six thirty every day. If I wake up tired, that's my fault. If I not, if if I go to bed late, that's my fault. I just need to keep waking up. So first of all, I set my alarm to go off at 6 30 every day and then eventually i started getting so tired i wanted to go to bed earlier um, but i was getting to bed at 10 and i just couldn't switch off and it just took me a while to switch off so now i just had to look at my bedtime routine um, and i feel that everyone should have a bedtime routine and if you're someone that sleeps badly um, it's quite hard to take advice on sleep but if you're someone that sleeps badly there's just something you're doing wrong and you can fix that and once you fix that you'll sleep better. Unless you've had a lifetime of sleeping badly, it's only something you've done recently that's stopping you drifting off and sleeping. And most of it's down to playing on a laptop, like working on a laptop late at night, looking at your phone, flicking through social media, um, watching my YouTube channel and stuff, or just like watching random nonsense on TV too late. So for me, I had to get myself in a routine. And what my routine is, things I had to look at was how late I was eating. So you want to give yourself at least two hours um, after your last meal before you go to bed. You've got to give yourself a chance to digest. Otherwise, you're trying to sleep and you've got too much blood rushing to your gut to digest your food and too much is happening in, in your body for your body to calm down and switch off. Um, all the lights and rays that come into your that come into your eyes for your phone and for your laptop and TV, that needs to be dimmed down massively before you go uh, to sleep. That just sets off melatonin, which then tries to keep you awake. Um, I, I also found for me like activity before bed so like um, I've, let, let's have a dinner and I'm just chilling out you know what I started doing was like washing up too late like washing it sounds so silly but washing up like a half nine at night jumping in the shower half nine quarter to ten at night and then trying to go to bed at ten you know I've just done all this rushing around the house and then I'm, and then I'm going to bed at, and then I'm trying to lay down and just drift off that was never happening so my kind of rules that I live by now, I say the rules, you know, I'm semi-flexible with them, but this is how I turn, this is like my routine, is eight o'clock I have my fun, I have dinner, um, 
by nine o'clock, I've done all my washing up, I've done my washing, I've kind of showered, and I've done all those little house bits that need to be done the night before. I've got my stuff out ready for work or for fitness the next day. And then I then brush my teeth and then that's it. You know, I then shut all the lights up in the house. There's just a few little lamps on and stuff. Um, and nine till 10, there's no, I don't do any activity. I just chill out. You know, I'm not going to do anything else. I've just got to chill out. And then I'll just, then I can then transition from like sofa to bed at 10 o'clock. And then I didn't just drift off. I try to limit as much kind of phone time I have and it's really hard for me because I live on my phone at the moment. Uh, I love a bit of social media, I'm just flicking through stuff, I get messages all the time, I'm in different bloody WhatsApp groups that keep going off. So I'm quite keen with um, playing on my phone but I have uh, the light turned all the way down and I watch a bit of TV and then I try to read, that's kind of my thing now uh, where I'm just trying to read for 15 minutes before I go to bed. But for me it was like Having food by eight was a big um, was a big factor I had, to, I had to fit in that. My food kept drifting back and I was having kind of my evening meal at nine and then trying to go to bed at 10, that wasn't working. So eight o'clock is kind of my cut off to eat and then nine o'clock's cut off for like showering and other activity. And then it's just after nine, you know, I tend to turn the heating off after nine so the house cools down a bit so I'm not sleeping in an oven. And then that kind of just creates a nice room temperature and then I can then just, just drift off and then I'm in quite a good routine now. So I do that, I'm asleep by 10, eight hours and I wake up at uh, 6, 6.30 every day to then jump on a bike and, and do some training. So uh, I've got a turbo, so in the winter I'll just use my turbo on my bike and then in, in the summer I'll be going Richmond Park or something and doing a couple of laps there. Um, something else that helped me, I've got one of these um, alarm lamps. Um, I can't think what they're called now. I'll find the name of it and then I'll put it in the link. But I've got one of these light lamps, light alarms, sorry. So I set my alarm for 6 a.m. Or uh, let's say, yeah, I want to cycle at 6.30. I wake up at 6 a.m. I set my light, my alarm for 6 a.m. But my light alarm for 5.40. And then that just means at 5.40, like a dimmer switch, this lamp goes off really light and it just gets brighter and brighter and brighter until six o'clock, this lamp's on full. And it's a, you know, when, it, when the room's pitch black, a lamp's enough to light it up, right? So it just slowly dimmers up and gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And then at six o'clock, it's full bright and then your alarm goes off. That's a great way to wake up because your eyes get used to light. So you just naturally just kind of open your eyes and you can look at your phone or something straight away. Unlike when it's pitch black and you look at your alarm and your eyes are shut and it hurts and it's just like, oh, and then you go back into snooze mode. If you don't have a light lamp, I highly recommend you get one. They're just, um, it just lights up the room. It's just so easy to wake up. A, a, a bit like when it's summer, it's so easy to wake up at 6 a.m. in summer because it's bright outside. Um, a light alarm has the same effect. So kind of that's like my little routine with sleep. I shut food by eight, shut the house down by nine, bed by 10, eight hours sleep, up at six. Um, so if you haven't got a routine like that, then I would look to you know, I'd look to put something like that into your life and see if that makes a difference. Alcohol, um, you know, I love drinking, I love going out, I love, um, you know, I love socialising and, and having a drink, uh, but I don't tend to drink at home by myself, um, but also during the week I don't drink alcohol just because I'm training and that's kind of like my focus. So if you're, you know, I, I, I never tell people to stop drinking because I love drinking, but you shouldn't be drinking every night of the week you're better off just kind of having the weekend for fun because it will interrupt your sleep 
and then during the week trying to get a routine where you don't sleep, where you don't drink. Because if you're really struggling to sleep, or you're you're in and out of a routine, it's because you're drinking alcohol, and you're drinking alcohol during the week. It's because of that that will stop you 100% from going into a deep sleep. Caffeine, uh, think of like pre-workout, and not just coffee, like pre-workout and teas. Uh, with caffeine, it takes 40 minutes to get into your system, and then six hours to get out. Okay, so if you plan, I want to go to bed at 10. If I'm having caffeine after three o'clock, it will stop me going into that deep sleep. It just will, that's just the effect of caffeine. So 40 minutes to get into your system. So if you're gonna have a coffee before you train, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes before you go to train, yes, when you have a caffeine, and then you've got to give yourself six hours for that to work its way out, out of your system. Um, so people having like a meeting at five and jumping on a coffee, that's only gonna keep you up at night and it might not keep you up but it will definitely stop stop you from dropping into a, a, a deep sleep and that's what we're trying to achieve there okay so that's my tips on sleep hopefully you found something in there that you can use or apply uh, to yourself i highly recommend you read that book or listen to that book because uh, there's so much in there that i can't explain over this video but uh, it's something that as an adult we all need to learn you know we're going to be alive for a very long time if looking after our sleep will be better for our health uh, you know, protect us from illnesses, it help us recover, better for the longevity of our body, then it's something we should all uh, learn about. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is routine. So with fitness, your body is looking for structure and consistency. If you give it that, it will perform. So I'd like to refer things back to me again. So with me, I wanted to get into cycling, and it's the winter now, and I've got a bike turbo. What it means is, I'll take the back wheel of my bike, I'll put it on this turbo, it means I can cycle in inside. I have, um, this game I play on my laptop and it's basically creates a computer generated cyclist of yourself and then you do, um, you ride your bike off this game on the laptop. Um, so I was like, right, when am I gonna cycle? The only time in my day that I can cycle is before work. So I was like, 6.30 in the morning is when I'm gonna cycle, done. I'm gonna cycle here in that room I'm in, I'm gonna be like, oh, my bike will go there, my laptop will go in front, I'll plug it in, and within two minutes it could be set up and good to go. Right, so that's the way I'm gonna do it. When, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, done. And then what that means is, prior to, you know, say Monday night, I'd lay out my cycling gear for the morning, my shorts, my socks, and everything I need, my shoes. I'll fill up my wall balls, put them in the fridge, I'll get my towel ready for my bike. I, I know what program I'm gonna do the night before. So then when I wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning, there's no excuses. I'm like, wake up at six, half an hour on the bike. Uh, I'd say, Wake up at six, within half an hour, I'm on the bike. So six o'clock, I wake up, coffee goes on, pint of water, news goes on, I have a little stretch uh, with a mat that's next to my bike the night before. And then at half six, I'm on the bike. Because I've set that up, I'm not gonna miss doing it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kind of skip doing it. If I'm trying to figure all that stuff out in the morning, six o'clock will turn into half past, will turn into quarter two, then all of a sudden it's seven. And that hour of cycling I wanted has now kind of gone down and just disappeared. So have a structured routine of when you're gonna do your fitness and then you won't miss it. Um, the reason gyms work so well is because people go, and with gym memberships, it's all mostly about location. If you work in a building, there's a gym underneath you, people, you know, the easiest thing to say is, right, I'm, I'm, work, I'm working at this desk, at six o'clock I'm gonna to go to that gym, at seven o'clock I'm gonna get on that train and go home. And people just make those routines and that's why gyms will always do well because they're just perfectly located so you'll leave one building, go into that building, then go home. Because you know we're in this lockdown, we're all training at home, it's easy to skip fitness and it's hard to get into a routine. 
because it's not just going to happen, you're going to have to force it to happen. You're going to have to say, I'm going to train here, using this, wearing this, at this time. And if you have that beat into your life somehow, um, then you'll stick with it. And if you've gone through a bit of an up and down kind of motivation swing with training at home, it might be like, let's say at the beginning you was hammering it three times a week and then you've just kind of disappeared. That's because your routine's disappeared. Okay, there's a lot of hours in the day. Um, you know, it's different when you've got a family. I'm not gonna talk about people with family. You've gotta make your own time and figure out that timing around what works with your family. But especially if you're, uh, if you don't have a family, then you've just gotta fit training around your work. If you're someone that wants to train at 6 p.m. but you'll work, you know you're gonna be working till eight, you always work past 6 p.m., 7, 8, then that 6 p.m. is not gonna be a good time for you to train. You're just gonna continuously miss it and then push it to Tuesday, push it to Wednesday. So you need to find a timing that works for you. And if that means trying to go to bed earlier to wake up earlier and train, then that's it. If you're someone that um, you know knows you work late but you can take a lunch break, if that's the time you train, that's the time you train. But try to find a timing, a place, and a structure that would work that you can just copy and paste and do three, four times a week. Okay, so to summarize then, um, I hope you found this session useful. This is just literally about sharing what I do for routine and my sleep routine and have a focus on it, read that book. And if you're someone that's really struggling to see progress and your sleep's a bit away over the place, then I suggest you start tracking and, and seeing where you are. So with tracking, I use an app called Sleep Cycle. So that's where I set my alarm, it's a free app on my iPhone, I might put that in the bio as well. And I'll stick that next to my bed. Um, and in the morning, it shows me my graph of how I slept. Is it accurate? Maybe. I just know if I get up in the night, it does show that I've got up. If I've been awake, it, it does, funny enough, show that I've been awake. So it's pretty accurate. And for me, it's just that consistency of tracking. You know, I love tracking everything, the more you, the more you track, the more you can measure, and if you can measure it, you can see if it's working, and you can measure your performance. You know, different watches and whoop bands will give you a more accurate reading of your sleep and how much sleep you need. But as a ballpark, if you aim to get seven to eight hours sleep, solid sleep every night, and you get into a routine where you don't wake up and you just have a, you know, um, you go to bed at 10, you wake up at six, and you feel fresh all the time, then your sleep's very much on track. If it's not on track, then take some of the tips today get tracking, use a tracking app, and just try to figure out what's going wrong. Uh, you're not broken, there's just something you're doing wrong <laughs> that's affecting your sleep, if you are a bad sleeper. Okay, so I hope you found this useful. Uh, I'll put some lo loads of links in the bio that you can jump on, and in next week's episode, we're gonna look at uh, mobility training, flexibility, and just looking after your body. Okay, I'll see you next week.